Do teachers collaborate with other teachers and scheme against their students with homework and projects to make things more stressful? And I'm here to tell you today, we don't give that much of a shit. <laughs> it is not some big conspiracy. Or, or should I just, so people can clip this and take it out of context? Yes, we do. It's all a big conspiracy. What we're trying to do is hurt you and stress you out so much. It's all a big conspiracy. We're all out to get you. That's what it is. While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. If you haven't already, uh, if you want to be on the podcast, whether you're a teacher or someone in the education education world had a stroke for a second, uh, you can always email me. It's classroombrew at gmail.com. I say that with a grain of salt because it seems like everyone's using that, uh, that email. I don't say everybody. Uh, I'm getting spam emails up the ass on the podcast email. Uh, which is the whole reason why Matt checks it more than I do. But uh, yeah, if you want, you can reach out to be on the show. Uh, maybe let's let's switch it up. Let's go with uh, Instagram or Twitter or or uh, TikTok, which is at Classroom Brew for the uh, the social media handle. And apparently, the YouTube handle will also be will also be that. But I'm getting so many ads, and it, it it's the spam filter just can't keep up with it. It is what it is uh, for this one because we're low on stuff, and I slept like an absolute rock. Uh, the first like non-alarm clock day after football season ended, all I had was some champagne, probably from around the time that Katie and I like first got engaged, and uh, some juice. So that's what we're doing for this one. So cheers, everybody. Ah, yeah, it's still good. It's not expired. Um. Anyway, I, I had this. Uh, you know those things on social media where it's like on this date however many years ago. Of course you do. You're human. Uh, this one was from me. This is, so uh, at the time that I'm recording, this was still a few days ago. And so it'll be about a week by the time the episode comes out. But on October 19th, 2008, I wrote a Facebook post and it reads something like this. Do teachers collaborate with other teachers and scheme against their students with homework and projects to make things more stressful? And I'm here to tell you today, high school Ryan, we don't give that much of a shit. <laughs> it is not some big conspiracy. Or, or should I just, so people can clip this and take it out of context? Yes, we do. It's all a big conspiracy. What we're trying to do is hurt you and stress you out so much. Although I do think some of my high school, uh, set, set, digression, who cares? Uh, we just, we're trying to, it's all a big conspiracy. We're all out to get you. That's what it is. I'm sure so many of my students will take this out of context if they ever come across this. So make sure if you're going to take a clip from a podcast, get the whole thing. Um, yeah. So I, I guess the, the big news for, for this, not news, the, the big update for this week is the, the end of football season for me, uh, which is especially um, 
meaningful because it was my last one. And I, I told the, the team about this. I obviously, I, I told Justin uh, weeks ago and uh, making it official. We, we did not win our last game. We ended, we ended with a record of five and four. Uh, three out of those four losses were all within one score, which was uh, hmm, a little frustrating. Uh, could have been seven and two, but we were we were five and four. But what's important is when I was telling the team this was, you know, after the game had ended, we got back to the school. We gave uh, the helmet that I mentioned in the last episode to uh, the, the brother of of our late student athlete um, who was shot and killed. So it was a lot of emotions that night, um, and the fact that it was senior night as well. So a lot of our seniors, this is the last time they will play football, uh, and the reception was it was really sweet. Um, I kind of prefaced that I should have rehearsed. I really should have, uh, but I was like, I I told myself it's better if it comes from the heart in that moment. You'll know what you need to say in that moment. Uh, I wasn't fumbling over words, but at the end, I was like, I should have, like, is there something? Did I miss anything? That's why you rehearse, right? You don't want to miss anything or leave anything unsaid. Well, but anyway, uh, the when I I prefaced it by because the main thing is just time. Uh, it's not anything to do with the the culture of uh, coaching there. It wasn't anything to do with any of the student athletes. It was simply time, and uh, so I prefaced it by by kind of reiterating as many of you know. You know, I I, I got engaged last spring, and there was a nice like round of applause break, and like you got me found love, y'all, from some of the students student athletes so it was funny um and you know i i wanted to really get across the idea that even though this is the last time this group will be a, a literal team in the traditional sense these will always be your teammates will always be your coaches and will always be there for you i'll always be there for you um and the the look on their faces i mean the the absolute bomb that i was dropping by saying that I had told two of uh, my student athletes about this to hopefully help soften the blow, but also it was there were a couple moments when their frustration boiled over in a couple of our losses that uh, kind of being transparent and letting them know that it, it was it, it was appropriate at the time and it helped kind of uh, with that situation. But the the reception was nice, and you know, getting a round of applause, you know thanking them for being part of what we've built and, and things like that. It was, it went very well. It went very well. Um, obviously very hard. And, uh, you know, a few students that are trying to pitch, you know, still, uh, coaching next season. So it's, it's nice to be wanted. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that they took it, uh, graciously. Um, I'm glad that they, I'm glad they weren't happy selfishly. Like if they, if they had been like, hell yeah, he's gone. For those student athletes that are returning, that would have been a little bit of a blow to my my ego. But uh, yeah, so selfishly, I was I was happy that they were uh, sad to see me go, but understanding and and supportive. So that was uh, as as well as it could have gone, as as much as I could have hoped for. So that was great. Um, we had, we had uh, so to segue from that. We had this, I guess, gas leak issue. So we have a, an old school. It's over a hundred years old. That narrows it down. And uh, during the gas leak, there was no heat, obviously. And this was, in the city of Chicago, it was one of the first, like, true weeks where it was freezing as shit. And, of course, that's when the heat doesn't work. And, like, a few of us requested heaters, like little portable heaters or space heaters. They never came. It is what it is. 
And the students basically were given cold lunch that week like because there's no there's no gas at all. There's no heat. There's no like hot plates, I assume, uh, gas stoves or whatever. And so the, the food, I don't really know what they serve normally because I feel like it's mostly just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches um, for the kids or sometimes there's like a fruit pack. But um, they gave them cold lunches because they were like, we can't actually cook. Uh, this is the safest option and there's no heat in the building. So that was fun to deal with. Uh, the complaints about lunch were were just as high. So I barely knew the difference. Um, I'm sure the kids that were high didn't even notice either. Uh, it is what it is though. So cheers to, cheers to that. Um, ooh. So at our school in particular, um, and granted, we have a couple teachers that are allegedly going to be coming back. Um, but as you know, there are still a number of student or a number of uh, teacher vacancies. Uh, we're dealing with that in, I think, at least two or three gen ed teacher spots. And then quite a few uh, special education teachers are sped teacher spots. There's so many vacancies. Um, so that being said, I've kind of been looking at uh, the Reddit. So there's this Reddit, it's called uh, just teachers. So the subreddit teachers or whatever. I, don't, I think they're called subreddits. And uh, this is from Stranger OK 1698. And this is at this point from, you know, about a week ago uh, by the time the episode is posted. But this is how to stop snapping at classes. Uh, this is teacher support and or advice. So it reads, uh, I get frustrated so easily with my classes. Uh, I'm a second year elementary music teacher. I cannot, I cannot get some of my classes to be quiet, and I get so frustrated. Today, I said to a group of fifth graders, I'm sorry, I have so much respect for elementary teachers, but it's like when I yell at my dog for something, it's like, this isn't, you know, not that I yelled it often, but he did, you know, one time uh, snap at my face when he was having a, he's an anxious boy. Um, I, I said to a group of uh, fifth graders, some... Some of you don't seem to understand how to sit down and shut up. <laughs> Obviously, could have worded this way better, and it wasn't professional, but I was so angry in the moment. I'm afraid I might get in trouble, especially because this year isn't the first time I've... Okay, this isn't the first time I've snapped at a class. Sorry, this, this isn't the first time I've snapped at a class this year. I'm thinking if I can't control my temper, I should just quit after this year, but I need to be able to make it until the end of the year. What can I do? Now, I'm sure the Reddit went off on this but like maybe you need to take a day off my man <laughs> or or whoever you may be um i know i've had those times when you can tell your your patience is very thin and for me it probably is right now because i haven't taken a day off and we are about two and a half months into the school year but because the football season couldn't take a day off um so my own patience i can very much tell uh be strategic too you know when you do get the if you can't take a day off right away um then try to, you know, look forward to the, the days that you are going to have off naturally without taking a sick day. But I say that because you truly do need to get some time away. If you're that frustrated, sometimes it's like you, the kids need a moment to like be like, oh shit, we have a sub in the room today. Uh, I guess I do kind of miss that consistency. But I think you just need a moment to to get away from it. And then, you know, maybe your teacher brain turns off or maybe it's on and you're thinking about all the good things that you want to do. Uh, don't they say that like what, uh, longing makes the heart grow fonder or whatever, you know, when you miss someone and then uh, when they get back, you're just that much more excited to see you. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it works for students, uh, but I feel like some teachers, when they come back after like leave or something like that, they're all like fired up. 
Uh, main thing I think is just to get away for a minute, you know, get some mental health, a little, little R&R, a little U time, a little R&R, a little UT, a little YT, sorry, uh, just to get away from it. Uh, I, I think maybe you're just angry at him. I don't know. Uh, I know I've gotten frustrated at my classes. I have one class. I can't stand it. I'm literally just in survival mode to get through there. Uh, to the point where there's some kids that are in there. They're like, can I switch to your other class period? Because I've heard very good things about those ones. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, uh, I suggest it too. Maybe we should just make this shitty group uh, as small as possible to the point where it'll just be like those four kids uh, in there only. And then everyone else just kind of, you know, let's just isolate. Because um, that's for sure a class I feel like I'm going to snap at at some point. You know, you're only human. Yeah, you're only human. Oh, cheer. I mean, they're too strong. I guess it's too much. Whew. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, man, because, you know, if you're a music teacher, that's for sure. Like at the high school level, our, um, non-core, which I hate using that phrase. I don't mean that to be, um, rude or condescending or dismissive, but that is technically where our fine arts, uh, courses fit, uh, is in non-core as we call it, uh, as admin calls it. And, um, if you have a class of 30% IEPs or greater, you have to have a co-teacher, but that doesn't apply to non-core classes. So naturally, our art and music and fine arts teachers are for sure the most burnt out because it's just them with classes of 35 kids or so, and they have no support. And if they do have like a, a teacher's aid, usually they're dedicated to a particular student. So it's let's just call it 34 to 1 as a ratio. And let's just say 25 out of those 34 kids have some severe deficits or 504 plans where their behavior is just so detrimental to the learning environment that of course you're going to snap. So I feel like if you're an elementary school middle or elementary school music teacher, uh, that's for sure just a big recipe for uh, a lack of success. So you just got to take care of yourself at this point. I'm no, I'm no expert. Like I'm not the greatest all the time about taking care of myself during the school year, but but I do know when my patience starts to run thin, that's when I start to look and see like, all right, where's a good opportunity for me to for me to take a day or so, or maybe I can make my weekend a little bit longer if I if I time this out right. Uh, that's what I would do. I, I don't think you need to quit because you snapped. Uh, I remember I had teachers that would snap all the time. We get yelled at. Sometimes you gotta get yelled at, you know? I'm not saying like say rude shit to students, but I feel like sometimes when there's a, a human reaction like that, it's a wake-up call. This is the teacher sitting on the counter looking down after the, you know, that real moment when it's like, oh, shit, we as a class fucked up or we as a group or me as a student fucked up. Uh, and, and that's okay. I'm not saying make a habit out of it. <laughs> I mean, there are kids after all, so try to put that into perspective, of course. Uh, and I would say just stop. I, I don't, I try not to, uh, I'm not going to get into a shouting match because I have I project very well when I'm a, a a coach especially, but I'm a teacher too in an enclosed room environment uh, where it echoes unlike outside. Um, although I can make it echo if I really, if I really go for it, but <laughs> when I'm outside. Uh, but don't compete, you know? Don't compete for the volume. Uh, don't try to stress about time. Like ultimately, I don't know how it works for music, especially at the elementary level. I know in my experience, it's like, oh, you guys want to waste time? Cool. You're, I mean, this is when this thing's going to be due. So I hope you have enough time to finish it. And if not, your own time outside of class will have to be used for this. I know that might be like, oh, what a dick move. But like, ultimately, like, I've got a, you know, scope and sequence I spent years trying to make here. Uh, I'm not going to take eight days to do a two-day assignment just because 
some kids don't want to, you know, listen in class. It's too harsh, right? I don't, I don't know. The phrase is always that I'm doing too much. So maybe doing too much will be one of our future, <laughs> our future pep talks. Who knows? I'm getting a call from, uh, see, this is why I hate election season. I'm getting so many spam calls about this shit. So yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, how to stop snapping at uh, classes. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully that person got, uh, you know, the advice they needed or they've come to their own clarity. Or maybe they came to that own uh, decision on their own, but, or their, their own uh, solution on their own rather, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. I guess we, we could stick with Reddit. I got a note in here to just check Reddit saved. Um, that teachers, teacher and teachers, plural subreddit, I guess is pretty helpful here. Oh, cheers. I just want water. Um, okay. This one is from uh, TV38. All right, cool. Uh, this one is, in total honesty, have you ever given up on a student? Says, I'm unsure if I have this under the correct tag. Thought of this question after a discussion with a teacher who admitted they gave up on a student who failed freshman year three times, three times, oh Jesus, uh, dropped out once, came back, and then failed again. So all four years of being a freshman, failed every single class? Did they drop out again? Doesn't say. Um, I don't know. I, it, and some people, I'm, now I have it pulled up here. People are talking about like, okay, there, there's a point when you as an adult have to say, I've done everything I can. It's kind of on them. It's on the parents as well. You know, we, there's for sure this toxicity where it's like, if you're not bending over backwards and, you know, losing sleep at night to try to get the kid that hasn't, uh, and I don't know if this student just didn't do the work, if they truly are struggling, Maybe they had to be evaluated for an IEP, a 504 plan. Uh, maybe they need some emotional support for something going on in their life. I don't know. I don't know. There's not much information, and that's okay because it's a Reddit post, and you know you don't want to get too uh, personal with that uh, for the privacy of the student. But, uh, but yeah, I just I think this idea that especially in in neighborhood schools where trauma is almost a given, unfortunately, and uh, you know some sort of uh, intellectual disability or academic um, struggle, or I, I can't think of words today, uh, it, where that's a certainty, it's a shame that there hasn't been another adult to kind of assess that situation and say, okay, look, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And it, it just makes me sad that in this case, uh, if this student failed freshman year, I'm assuming the majority of classes, uh, if not all of them, essentially four times and has dropped out already and returned, I feel like a, a GED program or an alternative school or just some sort of different environment environment might be best for them. Um, it's not giving up, but I know, but for example, at my first year, there were students that didn't speak a word of English. And, you know, I can make vocab lists, you know, up the wall, but at a certain point, there's only so much that I can do to the point where it's like, am I just going through the motions and they're just trying to figure it out on their own or is there time for me to tap out for the sake of the student's best interest you know we just had a student that transferred to a, a school that actually has an ESL teacher we no longer do we've tried to hire for that uh, and have been unsuccessful uh, so do I have any guilt that I wasn't able to do it absolutely not because I, I I'm not an ESL teacher 
you know, they were a student of mine. Now they're at a school that is like mostly ESL students, which is fantastic. Uh, so I don't know if it's giving up on a student, but it's more so just knowing your limits and what you're able to do. And at a certain point, you know, it's, it really is like a 50-50 thing here. <laughs> at most, you know? It really, I guess it really is less than that, but let's just assume that it is 50-50. Even if a teacher gives 100% of their effort, there is still the receiving end of that, and that is on the student. So I, yes, essentially, I think I have in some sense, uh, for lack of a better phrase, given up on a student, but I feel like it has such a negative connotation and there's always so much more to it in terms of interventions and supports and other support staff and, and things like that that go into it. So I just think it's something you gotta think about your mental health here and uh, the practicality of it. I've kind of come to terms with, okay, I've got, I've got 26 other students in my room right now. If this student is cursing me out every single day and not doing the work and then complaining about the greater, like there, there's only so much I can do. There's only so much grace I can offer. There's only so much like emotional check-ins and uh, parent conferences and restorative conferences and restorative justice meetings and just, oh my God. Uh, so... Long story short, do you, do you, um, yeah, giving up on a student. That's like when it's uh, a student that uh, they have no clue what's going to happen on like this test or quit, like they're not prepared for it at all. Or there's an assignment that uh, a project rather that they haven't done any of the prep work because they just thought it was, let's have fun on the Chromebook, uh, and just fake it when you walk by. And then it's time to present or whatever, or finish their project. And they're like, what should I do? Like, you're asking me now? Like, it's game time right now, bud. Um, I feel like I say that phrase a lot lately, lately where it's like, like when it's a, a student that didn't study or hasn't been there, and unfortunately, just like, do your best, as they, like that meme when you're, you're high-fiving the kid, and that phrase is you, like, as their hand is sinking, like they're hoping for you to, like, save them, but that's all you can do is say, just do your best, do the best you can do. Um, I feel like I've said that to some of my football players, where it's like they get, like, a boo-boo. Uh, I don't mean to sound dismissive, but sometimes it's like they just got hit. It's like, of course you did. It's a contact sport. Uh, and I feel like the phrase I've had to use more and more is like, you'll be all right. Like, you're going to be fine. It's not that bad. It's it's okay. Uh, nothing's broken. You know, you'll, you're fine. And nothing was broken. I'm not armchair, you know, diagnosing here, but it's like, fuck else am I going to say? You know, like, you'll be fine. Uh, or you won't like get it checked out or shake it off. It's going to be okay. Uh, but I guess that's better than the alternative. I feel like some of the old school referees uh, have been uh, using very sexist phrases. Like some players will come back and be like, do you know what he just said to me? And I'm like, what? And they'll repeat some sexist phrase. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, is he from the 60s um, or the 50s? Uh, does he have a Stepford wife at home? Uh, so yeah, that that's my big, or, or like uh, you got this and they just, they don't have this. They don't got this, if you will. Um, but you know, the main thing is uh, whether it's football players, like or most of our team was, their bodies were breaking down with injuries in that last game, but even with students too, for the most part, they try like, honestly, uh, they might not have like, you know, all the resources in the world, all the support in the world. They might not have any of that, but for the most part, they're trying, you know, and that's, what's important. I mean, there's, we use some like sort of hybrid holistic grading, just, you know, unofficially here. Um, because a lot of our kids probably should have an IEP or 504, but they don't. Uh, and in some cases, it's like, are they about 80%? I mean, it's all, you know, 
depending on the uh, the the way it's written. But some kids in their IP, it's like award full credit for like eighty percent accuracy on math or seventy five percent on English and language arts and stuff like that. And I get it, you know, it, it's fine. But uh, they don't give up, so that's why you know I'm not. I don't. I don't think you ever give up on a student per se. I think it it sounds harsh to say it that way. Um, but there are limits to you know what you are able to do, um, and that's fine. I mean, you're human. You're a human being, and uh, even if you do have a, a full cup to pour from, uh, that does have limits. Uh, this next one here, speaking of giving up, I guess, is a, a JW student, and it caught my eye because I was like, what the fuck is JW? And this one is uh, from Lazarus underscore Resurrecti, Resurrecti, Resurrecti. Um, I've got a Jehovah's Witness <laughs> I'm assuming a student. I've got a Jehovah's Witness in seventh grade life science. I, let's let's rephrase that. Uh, see, like a uh, person before disability. In this case, it's I have a person of Jehovah's Witness. Uh, I have a, I've got a Jehovah's Witness in seventh grade life science. I know her parents will want alternative activities when we get to evolution as a topic, uh, but I'm kind of at a loss uh, of what to do instead of teaching her what is only a central theme of biology, <laughs> part of the curriculum. Uh, have you write a paper about how Jehovah just magicked the whole universe and all organisms <laughs> into being by snapping his fingers or whatever? It's just They're trying to find something here. Uh, and again, you know, we're not going to fault this student. They don't know any better. Uh, and again, we're, we're going to put people before disability <laughs> for Jehovah's Witness. Uh, so this is, people are recommending, like, say something about, to the parents about this is the... Uh, they don't have to believe in evolution, but as part of the curriculum, I, I feel like that's such a big can of worms. So you know what? In that case, I'd say give up, you know, <laughs> or just don't answer the classroom door, you know, when they come knocking saying, would you like to learn about Jesus today or Jehovah today? Uh, the standard the standard line, uh, write a no solicitation and Jehovah's Witness sign, put it on your door, uh, separation of church and state, uh, keep that at your own door, don't knock on mine. These are all things that you can say in your head not in reality. Um, yeah, you just kind of have to eat that one and just hope that, you know, you can come up with something creative or just give them a chance to look up what they want to look up. I would say keep it away. From, that'd be like if someone's like, I got a Scientology project I want to do. Do you have a minute to talk about that? And you go, no, Tom Cruise. Why are you here with high schoolers? Like, what are you? Well, who is that guy? What are you, Woody Allen? Trying to get around, get, get on some, some high school, you fucking creep. Um, someone mentioned too, like, uh, where was it, where was it, where was it, where was it? Maybe the conversation should include the idea that the two ideas aren't really in conflict. That's a fair way of looking, like very pragmatic, I guess, you know, different interpretations of different things. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if this person teaches at a, a, it doesn't say public school or private school or religious. Is, are there Jehovah's Witnesses schools? Look that up. There have to be. And I don't just, I mean, like actual schools where like they're going there K through 12 or something, you know, somewhere in that range of K through 12. Uh, dude, Hova's witnesses have K-12 schools. I don't know. It seems like, you know, you got Catholic schools and Jewish schools and um, do they have private school? They do not. This is from Quora, though. Jehovah's Witnesses do not have private schools run by by Watchtower Bible and Tract Society, but an individual is member of Jehovah's Witness. An individual member of Jehovah's Witnesses is free to open a private school, 
There isn't a rule against it, but they don't. This one is, do Jehovah's Witnesses' children go to school? Uh, yeah, maybe they are being homeschooled. Are they, you know, although this is the, oh, see? There, okay, so there are some. This is the new system school. This is a private, non-profit, private school. I said private twice, I know. Um, for the children of Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, about. This is a rabbit hole I could get into. Oh, let's be honest, it's not this diverse. Uh, founded in 1980 to provide the, chil- the parents of the children of Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay, that's a very long sentence. Uh, a legal means to provide a superior home-based edge. It is homeschooled. Don't try to pass off like you have a fucking building. Uh, home-based education. And then they have the balls to say, uh, new system school is not a homeschool, though. We were formed according to the state, to the specific state laws as a private school or a church-related school. They are generally not subject to the... What? They're not subjected to the same homeschool laws? The parents are registered as faculty members of new system school and are responsible for providing a quality secular and spiritual education for their young ones. It's our goal to reach the hearts of our youths, youths, providing them with more, no, more than knowledge. Oh, uh, but let's be honest here. It says, why teach my children at home? We're not a homeschool. Is homeschool like a brand? I thought it was just like, oh, you're homeschooled. I know you have to like abide by certain things and there are certain like benchmarks you have to hit and there are resources for some, for some parents who are, are doing homeschool. Um, it sounds like homeschool to me, you know? Members. Was <clears throat> oh, there like a login? There is a login. It's not what I meant to click. Oh no. Um, request a starter kit. Is the starter kit free? Should we sign up for a starter kit? How did you learn about the schools? I don't want to see. I don't want my name in their system, though. You know, I don't want Jehovah coming to my place of work. But you can apparently, uh, at New School System Incorporated, they have a website on Squarespace. You can request a starter kit <laughs> to learn. Uh, enrolling in FAQ. This is a whole thing. This is quite a rabbit hole that I will not bore you guys with. But what I would say is be careful. Um, what was the user? Uh, Lazarus underscore resurrecti or resurrecti. Uh, be careful. <laughs> they might be giving you a starter kit. Like, hey, I, I like your curriculum, but I feel like I, I know I could make it better. Have you thought about doing a unit on Jehovah? <laughs> ah, shit. Um, yeah, that's that's a rabbit hole. Um, and the comments, literally as I'm reading this, the comments went up from 324 to 343 just in the few minutes I've been talking about this one. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the this past uh, Friday for me, so almost a week from by the time the episode comes out, we had a, a staff meeting and we've had a lot of recent turnover with uh, some members of support staff and administration, um, including our AP. And uh, we kind of, as the, the department chairs in our ILT, it stands for Instructional Leadership Team. I don't know if everyone calls it every acronym the same acronym or whatever your equivalent is of the department chairs getting together. And uh, our goal is too strong. Um, our goal was to really kind of urge our principal and support our principal, let her know that we are supporting her uh, as she navigates basically running an entire school on her own. Uh, It's really just her 
and a dean. This is about it. And um, really just kind of getting all staff on one accord. Uh, I think in some bonus episodes, I've talked about some of the toxicity that's been in my building. And more recently, I've seen it getting better, uh, either through certain people leaving or certain workplace relationships uh, improving and getting and getting better. Uh, myself included, there are a number of people that uh, maybe there was some passive aggressiveness in the past or something that came to a head. Uh, and it's clear that we've all kind of moved past that. Well, I shouldn't say all, um, the ones that I have been a part of. Uh, we've moved past that, either talked it out or there's kind of an unspoken like, hey, it's a, cool, let's just forget it in the past. Um, and I do have to say, I, I, will, I will credit, I know I give uh, a lot of shit to people in power um, because that's, you know, where the, the main uh, scapegoats are, right? But I will say during our like brainstorming session, the idea was that we put a bunch of different uh, concerns like discipline and um, culture and climate and tardy policy and communication, all these different categories. And we put grows, sorry, glows or wonderings or something like that. I think it was uh, glows and wonderings. And we did it like a gallery walk. You know, the thing where you give students sticky notes and they can walk around, give them like 10, 15 minutes and just write down their thoughts for one side or the other. And literally read through the majority of all those sticky notes, wherever there was the, the greatest quantity. And uh, I have to give a lot of credit to my principal. She sat there and took notes on her phone. Maybe she snuck a few text messages in there, like, fuck this shit. <laughs> uh, but on the surface, at least, she, she, sat, there, she sat there and she uh, was receptive and actually taking it, whether it, was, whether it was good or bad or somewhere in between or a brainstorm idea, uh, food for thought, or even, in most cases, some people wrote some jokes on there, too, uh, to lighten the mood. And it, it was not comfortable. I'm going to say that. It was not comfortable the entire time. Um, sometimes when things are being, like a spade is being called a spade, it's, it's a little bit unnerving. And uh, I'm not big on workplace confrontation, but I'm not going to uh, stray away from it. And uh, I voiced my opinion in that thing. And luckily, all my stuff was very self-explanatory. So that's where it got to end for me. But um, yeah, I, I have to, my hat's off to our administration for being receptive and uh, willing to go through the uncomfortableness and actually make a school improvement day work for improving a school. I think it's the first time I've had a school improvement day when the students aren't there that day and it's just meetings all day for teachers or you know, time to you know, plan and prep. And this is probably the first time we've had a true staff meeting where it wasn't just checking off boxes and going over upcoming events and it was more of a collaborative let's figure this shit out finally now that we've got you know some people in new spots um people who have departed uh some good some bad uh but let's let's just let's get on one accord and figure it the fuck out and use this day for what it should be and i think it was about a two and a half hour brainstorm slash you know joining of the minds some people got combative i'm not gonna lie but uh, again, my hat's off to uh, our admin. So, anyway, uh, I'm tapped out. <laughs> it's been it's been a long school year so far, and we're only in uh, mid to late October. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it here. But thank you guys for for listening to this one. Um, make sure spread the word on the podcast. That's how uh, most podcasts get out there is by word of mouth. Uh, you can also check out some of our highlight clips on YouTube and TikTok. 
to see. There's also some full video podcasts that are still up there. Uh, but if you want to get more uh, podcast content, some more Classroom Brew, the stuff that isn't available to everybody, you can go to patreon.com slash classroombrew and uh, you can support the show and even get some podcast merch. So uh, thank you guys for, for listening. Thank you to all my patrons. And until next week, when, I, when you hear from me again, I almost said when you hear, when I hear you. But until then, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.